Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. This is a warning for parents that due to the adult themes being discussed in today's program, it's not recommended for young listeners. When men manage their sexuality badly, they damage themselves, the community, and the women and children who look to them for leadership. But when men behave well, they create an environment in which women and children are able to flourish and fulfill their potential. Careforce Life Keys was founded by Dr. Alan and Helen Meyer, and they are good friends to focus on the family in Australia. Their facilitator training programs are used all around Australia and around the world. They have dedicated their lives to restore people from their brokenness. On today's Focus on the Family Australia, we'll once again be talking to Alan and Helen on how they have helped hundreds of hurting people around the world. That's Alan and Helen Meyer, our guests on today's Focus on the Family Australia, with my wife Kate and myself, Brett Ryan. Well, welcome back to the studio, both to you, Alan and Helen. Thank you very much. Thank you. We spoke last time about the birth of Careforce Life Keys, and one of the first original programs was all about survivors of sexual abuse, for people to be whole. Can you unpack a little bit more about the importance of good sexual discipleship or good sexual training? Mm. A Door of Hope, really, that's the name of the course, is it's a support group program. And part of the training of our facilitators who run it, first of all, they need to be survivors who've gone through courses themselves and had a good level of healing. Secondly, they can be uh, professional people who have a background in people helping skills. They don't need to be survivors. But apart from that, the whole process of getting people together hearing each other's stories, supporting each other, realising that they are not alone. Some of them, for the first time, they've shared the story of what's happened to them. And some of them, they've never even shared it with their partners or husbands. So it is a very big thing for them to sit in a group and share. In that environment, they're what we call closed groups. They're groups where there's a screening process, people coming into the group, there's high levels of confidentiality, It's just a wonderful, supportive program for helping women tell their stories, understand about abuse, understand how it's affected them. And you might say, well, don't they know how it's affected them? No, because you only know what you know and you think that's normal until you start looking at your family background, start looking at what a healthy family looks like, what an unhealthy family looks like, how that's impacted on you and how it's created all kinds of issues around low self-esteem, contempt of yourself, ambivalence about sexual issues. And these are the kinds of things we cover in an environment of love and acceptance and support in the Door of Hope program. Did you find that people that attended this course were mainly females? 
Well, particularly because this is written for females, but we have actually had churches who have used the Door of Hope program for men. Uh, there's very little difference in terms of the issues that guys confront who've been sexually abused. There's some little tweaks that need to happen, but we found it worked really well, particularly if there was a female facilitator because very often for guys it's been a man that's been the perpetrator and so to have a female facilitator has been really helpful for them and also because I do the presenting on the DVD being a female doing the presenting is actually something that they find a lot less vulnerability in themselves and they Mm. found that's been very successful being used with men as well sad to think about these people suffering these situations, but the important thing is we need to prevent these things from ever occurring. Yep. So how can we do that? How can we get it so men aren't the perpetrators and people can live really healthy sexual lives? Well, I think first of all, I'd just like to say that there's a lot more being done now in terms of safety in churches, in terms of setting up parameters and screening and that kind of thing. So I think there's a whole push in that area that's made a huge difference. We've got our different states who've legislated in terms of what needs to happen to make a safe environment, duty of care, reporting and that sort of thing. Mm. But beyond that, I'm sure Alan's got something that he'd like to say about that. Well, I guess, sadly, I'd have to say that's a pipe dream. We'd love to have a society where men don't misbehave and where women don't misbehave. We do know that men are the primary problem. We know that 95% of all sex crimes are committed by men against women and children. So what we could do is remove all the men. That, that, would, be, um, that <laughs> would be a first step that could provide the kind of I won't use this word um, lightly, a utopian kind of environment, because whenever we talk about utopia, what we're really looking for is a kingdom in which people are not mistreated. I'd love to say that if we could just up the education and get some great laws and some good coaching that we'll, we'll encounter the kingdom of heaven, but we won't. People need Jesus and uh, people need transformation and even people that have encountered Jesus make bad mistakes. So we're in a, in a world where people are going to get hurt. And so now we can do all the things we can do to create fences at the top of the mm, cliff. Which is what I was talking about. Exactly. Mm. We have to appreciate the fact that people are still going to get hurt. And as a consequence, there has to be a way of helping to rebuild broken lives. Mm. And so in sexual discipleship, we're really saying, what if we were to let God, the Bible, Jesus instruct our understanding of what makes for a healthy life and what if we were to say let's try to help each other do that well that's what we mean by sexual discipleship and i guess i've spent a fair bit of my my life doing that because i started work as a high school teacher i watched how impacting bad choices in sexual behavior how impacting they are on kids lives Mm. and they produce all kinds of unhelpful outcomes and I just felt someone ought to say something and I've spent a lot of my life trying to improve and extend my understanding of what would you really say to someone if someone said I want to do sex right well then what would I do okay that's discipleship Mm. and it's a great subject it's a and it's an extensive well it's such an important subject because often Mm. the church and by association we're seen as what we're against where in fact the church should be what we're for And what you're saying is we're for healthy relationships and healthy sexuality. So unpack that area where you've dedicated your life to help men and women do this right. Sure. What is sad, as you say, is when 
church is defined as the things that we're saying need to not be done and we make such a focus on that that no one has a clue what you're actually supposed to do Mm. Uh, well when it comes to the issue of sex there's some things that aren't supposed to be done and you have to go back to the beginning you've got to ask the question where did sex come from the bible will say to you sex is something that god created as a reflection of who he is as a person right at the very beginning there's this amazing insight in the bible god said let us make man in our own image and after our likeness so god created man in his own image male and female he created them and said for this cause a man shall leave his father and his mother and stick to his wife and the two shall become one flesh and jesus added a little postscript to that he said what god has joined together sex is a god kind of joining and the problem Australia has in really understanding sex is God doesn't get on the agenda. No. You know, we're trying to understand life and human problems to the exclusion of God. And if sex begins with God, you're going to have a lot of trouble figuring that out. Mm. As a result, many of the things we have to say about sex and many of the societal norms around sex are an abuse of the intention and purpose of sex. And so it's easy for people to get upset and say, what are you saying? Can't I have sex with anyone I want as long as, you know, we're consenting adults? And my response to that is, that was never God's intention. So if you want to understand God's intention, we can spell it out. It's possible to colour outside the lines. So if you don't understand where the lines are drawn, then you won't understand when you're colouring outside the lines and you won't understand why you're damaging yourself and other people in the process. Pornography is rampant and it's causing a lot of dysfunctional relationships. And and so one of the things in your uh, toolkit in the Careforce Life Keys is Valiant Man. You did your doctorate in this. Could you let our listeners know a little bit more about why Valiant Man was so important and, and why you were so compelled to actually start this program? Well, part of it flows out of the fact that I am a man and I grew up from childhood in a male body and so I've experienced the uh, the power of sexual attraction i didn't make a decision to be a heterosexual it is woven into my being i find my wife extraordinarily attractive problem is i've found um, many females to be extraordinarily attractive and you begin to realize that you, you could act sexually in lots of circumstances that have nothing to do with commitment or trust or a dedication to that person's future welfare. You could just indulge yourself. And I've I've grown up as a young man realising the potential for that and watching others kind of live that out. Then I've watched the unfolding damage that then comes when people do do that. And it can mean adultery. It can mean affairs that destroy relationships and cause women who trusted men to suddenly be single and struggling with the poverty that goes with a broken family because i mean divorce is the shortcut to poverty and as a consequence you're now dealing with uh, children raised in um, traumatic broken households where sometimes poverty has become their way of life uh, difficult to trust but then goes beyond that the behavior that not only damages families and relationships but actually ruins people's lives criminal behavior where the, the desire for sexual satisfaction leads to molestation or it leads to rape. And in extreme cases, it leads to murder. Just desperate to 
fulfill this one appetite, people are prepared to not only cross moral lines, they're prepared to cross uh, legal lines and become criminal in their behaviour. And that's not just occasional. I mean, that you don't want to listen to the news some night because mm-hmm. you just don't want to hear every day the same tragic parade of disappointing human behaviour. But up really close. I mean, I have watched people who other people were looking to in a position of trust, ministers. The church I led for 26 years, I took over as a result of the adultery of the previous minister. And he wasn't a bad man. He was a good man, but he'd never been helped to manage his sexual passions well. And so in a moment of passion, he acted in a way that destroyed his capacity to lead a group of people and broke their hearts and it tore a church apart. I've seen that over and over again. I lost four friends in ministry in one year and three of them were to misuse of sex and it was the suicide of a man who was attending a support group that we were running for people who were sexual addicts. That was the straw for me that broke the camel's back. I could no longer withstand the internal call to help men manage their sexuality better. Our guests today are Dr. Alan and Helen Meyer, talking about how they started Careforce Life Keys and how they are helping heal the wounds of people both inside and outside the four walls of the church. We'll have more when we return right here on Focus on the Family, Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. Focus on the Family Australia is primarily supported by donations from listeners like you. Our aim is to strengthen your relationships, equip you as a parent and help your family thrive. Right now, be one of just 300 people who are needed to allow Focus on the Family to keep broadcasting on your radio station and strengthening yours and other families. With you, we can keep focusing on families into the future. Support now with your financial gift at families.org.au. Welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia, where today my wife Kate and myself, Brett Ryan, are talking with Dr. Alan and Helen Meyer on how they are helping restore communities. When men manage their sexuality badly, they damage themselves, the community, and the women and children who look to them for leadership. But when men behave well, they create an environment in which women and children are able to flourish and fulfil their potential. So this issue for me has been very important. I'd just do anything that I could to strengthen men because I know that if you help men, you help everybody. Yeah, and I mean, 100,000 men in Australia and New Zealand have actually done the Valiant Man course, which is fantastic. Whoever would have thought. Um, It's been translated into German, into Russian, and into Indonesian. So it's had a far-reaching effect. Mm, And Swahili. Oh, Swahili. I forgot about that one. (laughs) Well, you mentioned the word Valiant Man. What is Valiant Man? I was going to do a course on sexual addiction. I became aware that courses on sexual addiction already exist, and they exist by men who themselves have had to come out of sexual addiction, and I thank God that's not me. 
But I, the more I researched, the more I realized there was stuff that was so helpful for me as a man, but I'd never heard it before in my life. I'd never heard it in church. I'd never heard it in school. I'd never heard about it on television. And I thought there is a wealth of insight for men that can really help them manage their sexual pressures better, but no, no one is making this stuff available. So I decided to create a course that rather than being about sexual addiction was about strengthening and fortifying the moral and spiritual integrity of men. I would help them develop a vision for what healthy manhood could look like. I'd help them to understand the biochemistry and the physicality of sex from a masculine perspective and help them to understand what the key issues really are. And then I would help them begin to develop behaviours that could fortify their desire to be a healthy man and strengthen their moral and spiritual integrity. So I was coming from the uh, perspective that most men are not sexual addicts, but most men have got distorted perceptions and experiences of sex. So who's this course for? Is it just for men who are uh, married or is it single men or young people? Who's it for? It sounds like it's for everyone. Yeah, it's a great question. See, I would agree with Dr. Archibald Hart, who would say every single male needs help learning to manage what he calls his testosterone fog. One of the most significant questions is, well, who does need this help? Well, I would say every male needs sexual discipleship. Uh, if you ask, what does the society learn from all of this sex education that's been poured out into our community? I'd say you can sum it up in not too many things. Number one, watch out for STDs, so you need to wear a condom. Secondly, yes means yes and no means no. And just try to make sure that if you're going to have sex, you're doing it responsibly. Now, that, I reckon, pretty much sums up sex education 2017 in Australia. That's what the average man would know about sex from all of this sex education that's poured out. And I need to say that is woefully inadequate. Mm. That does not add up to men with moral and spiritual integrity. There is so much that can be known and so much that men can understand and then begin to implement that can totally change their lives, totally change their lives. And you've found that this is effective not only for men of faith, but people who don't have a faith have a greater understanding about their body, yep. what's going on in their brain, yep. and then how to approach it in a much more healthy way. Absolutely. Some of them have come to a place of personal distress. Mm. You know, I don't know how to manage myself. What's wrong with me? Am I a pervert? No, you're not a pervert. You are just living in a highly sexualized environment. And as a male, you therefore are kind of on the receiving end of constant provocation. And you've never learned how to guard your own eyes, never learned how to guard your own thoughts and how to guard your own heart. And as a result, you're living with a kind of sex can become for men a torment. Mm. It's like this relentless hammering of pressure. And every young man needs help with that. Every single man needs help to know how to manage his behavior in such a way that no woman or child is ever damaged by his behavior mm. and that he himself is not damaged by his own behaviour. That requires some skills. Then when it comes to married people, every married person needs an opportunity to examine the distortions that they have picked up from puberty through the single years, to examine them and begin to do something corrective because those distortions damage sexual intimacy in marriage. You mentioned earlier that it's both males and females need 
discipleship on this. And I know this is going to sound you know, like showing your age here, but Kate <laughs> actually attended a camp. Do you want to explain that? I was probably about 15, 16, and uh, Alan came and spoke on relationships. And for the first time, I think, we had the privilege of hearing it in such a direct way. Um, I think in the church we can pussyfoot (laughs) around the issues because no one really wants to use the words, but this was a very direct, in-your-face, if you don't get this right, it's going to affect your future. I think that's probably the biggest issue for young people right now, having been a a, a secondary teacher myself. Mm. It was interesting because, you know, you were talking to your kids in the back of the typing class while I was teaching, um, talking to a group of girls who were leaving after year 12, and I said, what is the thing that you're looking forward to when you leave school? They said, no rules, and the Bible's just full of rules. And I said, what do you mean by no rules? We can do what we want. I said to them, okay, can I present an alternative to that for your future? And they said, okay. And I said, you need to start looking at God's word as a love letter because what he's saying in in his word, he's just talking to you about how you can have a life to the full and how your future life as a married person, if you work within the boundaries, it is going to be full and without regret. And it was very interesting to watch their eyes go, I've never thought of it like that. Mm. What do you think the main keys are for young people, not just guys, but young <coughs> girls, to really put in place so that they can be healthy and whole in this sexual area. Give me two or three maybe key things that they can put in place now so that their future marriages are going to look great. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things I'd say is they need to have a really good understanding of how valued they are, the value of themselves, that they deserve to be treated in a a way that is respectful, that is says that I'm valued, that you're cared about, not to be an object of somebody else's sexual gratification. I think that is a huge thing. Girls are very attractive. And it is very easy for a male to discover very early in life the feelings that can be generated by just looking at a girl. And rather than seeing a person, you see your own personal pleasure and satisfaction, the fulfilment of your own passions. And I remember um, when I was opening up a passage of the Bible and God said, let's make man in our own image. So God created mankind in his own image, male and female created he them. And I said these words, young men, do you realize that every girl you will ever meet is an extraordinary miracle? She is a being worth more than everything in the world put together because this is a creature formed and created in the image of God. You're relating to a woman, you're relating to something such of such miraculous dimensions, you better treat that with value. Mm. And that's why you've got to treat sex with great value because one way to damage a woman is to engage in unhelpful sex. Mm. And that's not just 
sex for which you didn't have permission. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're running out of time and we're only just scratching the surface, but we want to thank you so much for sharing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our guests today are Dr. Alan and Helen Meyer. If you'd like to find out more regarding their courses and programs, go to careforcelifekeys.org. That is careforcelifekeys.org. Well, we trust you've been encouraged by what you've heard on today's Focus on the Family Australia. For more family advice or to listen again online, our website is families.org.au. And if you'd like to order a copy of today's program, you can give us a call on 1300 300 361. That's 1300 300 361. On behalf of the team here at Focus, I'm Brett Ryan, wishing you God's blessing on your family and inviting you to join us again next time for another edition of Focus on the Family Australia. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.